Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters once again. Today's probably not going to be a lot of fun, but I've got to do it. The annual Environmental Working Group's list of the dirty dozen vegetables and fruits and the good side, the clean 15, has been adjusted for the year. The new ones just came out. There's been some additions. One that really bugged me was uh, blueberries are now on the dirty dozen. They're starting to use pesticides on blueberries they never have before because they're becoming more and more popular. That's part of the problem in the vegetable business in the United States. When it becomes popular, it also becomes more likely to have pesticides on it. A few years ago, kale went on. When kale wasn't popular, kale was a pretty clean green vegetable. It's now always on the dirty dozen list. Then at the end of the show, at least I'll do you a few clean 15s, which means these are things you don't have to worry about buying organically that have little or no pesticides and herbicides on them as a general rule. And do remember, you can go to the EWG.org, EWG.org, and you can get these Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 list. They ask for a donation, but you can get it without the donation. I donate once a year because I go on there dozens of times a year. And they are trying to help. I think they are legitimately trying to make things better. But I do think they've become like everything else, so doggone political that it's sometimes hard to follow them. So bear that in mind. Here I'm going to go through the dirty dozen, just the names. And then I go back, I'm going to hit a few of them that really are startling to me. And that's startling in the way that how many numbers of herbicides and pesticides have been put on these plants before they feed them to us. Number one on the list a few years in a row now, strawberries. Moving up to second is spinach, which didn't used to be a problem. And number three now, kale, collards, and mustard greens. Then we go into peaches, pears, nectarines, apples, grapes. This didn't used to be on the list until a few years ago. Bell and hot peppers. Cherries, here's the new one. Blueberries and green beans are the, the last two to be added on, the new ones. Neither one used to have a problem, but... They've changed the way they grow them, and, you know, you're going to pay for it if you eat them not organic. And one other mention I'll, I'll talk about at the end of the show, believe it or not, are raisins. Now, why are they not on the list? Because they're processed. The fruits and vegetables we usually, or they usually test, are all out of the field. But raisins are a real separate problem that I don't know if they didn't look at them before, they, or they just finally realized what's going on, but I'll do a little special side note about those um, towards the end of this part of the show. Let's begin here by doing one thing. We're going to do apples, because they're always on the list, folks. I just don't buy or eat an apple that is not organic anymore. Here's why. The average apple that's not organically grown has 47 pesticide residues on it six of which are known or probable carcinogens, 16 are hormone disruptors, five are neurotoxins, and six are developmental or reproductive toxins. And the other one that really gets me is they are heavily sprayed with toxins that are detrimental to honeybees. Now to kind of go the other direction for a minute, just so you, so you can see I'm not actually totally crazy. I went to What's On My Food. That's where I get a lot of this. It's a, uh, a pan, which is one of the uh, better, more trusted places you can find information. Avocado, conventional, not organic. Zero known probable carcinogens. Zero suspected hormone disruptors. No neurotoxins. No development of reproductive toxins. And zero danger to honeybees. You don't have to buy avocados organically to get a good avocado. 
which makes sense because they have to be almost impervious. The, the covering that's on them, and we don't eat the outside of avocados. So you can go both ways on this. I can get into a bunch of them. Again, one that really, really got me uh, that was a surprise. It's, again, not on the list because they don't consider it uh, as part of the fruits and vegetables or almonds. If you can buy almonds, almonds are excellent for you. Uh, probably the best single nut, maybe one of them. Uh, walnuts are pretty good too. But they're uh, heavily sprayed. If you don't get organic, they've got all kinds of residues on them that's really, really just not good for you or your children. I will not bore you by going through every one of the dirty dozen. Please just go get the list. Uh, it's it's pretty extensive and, and it'll open your eyes a little bit. It's pity that, again, another one I should talk about that's just been added is blueberries. I've just bought conventional till now, only to find out they've changed the methods they're growing in because they've become so popular. So it's another one that spend the extra buck a box or whatever it is, might even be buck and a half. And if you're going to eat blueberries, which are excellent for you, grown properly by all means, find them and buy them organically. And then one one other subject that I do want to get into that I've never seen before is is raisins. Let's talk a little bit about them. Because they're processed, I mentioned earlier, they're not on the list. But for the first time since 2007, the Department of Agriculture included raisins in its testings. And unfortunately, the results are rather shocking. Of more than 750 raisin samples analyzed, 99% tested positive for at least two pesticides. On average, each sample was contaminated with more than 13 pesticides, and one sample had 26 pesticides on one single sample of raisins. The bottom line to all this, folks, is raisins are one of the dirtiest produce commodities on the market. And unfortunately, even some organic raisins were at least a little bit contaminated. For a few numbers, it's kind of hard to believe. Children under the age of 15 eat a total of about 208 million pounds of raisins each year. About half of those raisins consumed in the U.S., according to Mount Zion Research. The average American consumer consumes about a pound and a half of raisins in the last year they were studied, 2018, the latest year for which the USDA has current information. Zion's industry analysis shows that slightly less than two-thirds of raisins are consumed as ingredients in other foods. You don't even know you're getting them. And the rest are eaten as, you know, standalone snacks. And I'm particularly concerned about the hazards in raisins that what they pose to children, not just because it's a common kid snack. I used to have the little boxes in my lunchbox all the time, but also because several of the most commonly detected pesticides in raisins are those types that harm what's called still-developing brain and reproductive systems of infants and children. The first two pesticides that were, were brought up or of concern were bifenthrin, which was found in 77% of the raisin samples, and tubuconazole, Sorry about the long names, but we're in 62%. The reason for concern. Both chemicals are developmentally neurotoxic in animals and are classified by the Environmental Protection Agency as possible human carcinogens. In addition, tibuconazole is also linked to endocrine disruption and impaired reproductive development in children. I guess you can call this good news. The brain-damaging pesticide chlorpyrifos 
which has been banned in Europe for years now in the European Union, has finally just gotten banned as of 2021 here in the United States. Right now, it's still found on the raisins. And it was detected after the banning, still on 5 or 10% of the raisins they checked. There's a final check on raisins. Once they're dried, they're, they're hit again with fumigants. And these fumigants are toxic gases, and they're hazards to consumers' health. But the USDA, as this time, does not test for those fumigant residues, although we know they're on there. The methyl bromides, the sulfur fluorides, uh, it's a kind of a regrettable situation because they're really not measured, even though we know they're not good for us. A human-known carcinogen, for instance, as uh, ethylene oxide, was on virtually all of the non-organic raisins they tested. And finally, as bad as it sounds, according to this test, consumers should choose organic raisins when possible since they tend to have at least some fewer pesticide residues and can't be fumigated. However, since organic raisins are not under the same laws because they're a, a produced uh, I want to use modified vegetable or fruit, in this case of fruit, uh, they're still 78% of the ones that said organic had at least bifenthrin in them. So my recommendation is, folks, uh, get out of the raisin business. Go find something on the clean 15 list we're going to talk about here in just a minute uh, to replace raisins. They just don't seem at this point to be good. Even when they say organic, they're not under the same laws because they're not a fresh fruit or vegetable. And finally, uh, before I bore you to death with this, I, I'm not bored about it, but I can see why people would be. Let's talk about the Clean 15. Top of the list I mentioned earlier, avocados. But any avocado you can get basically is uh, pesticide and herbicide free. Second is a surprise to me, believe it or not. It is sweet corn. By sweet corn, now this is stuff still with the the corn shuck on it and you go buy it fresh you know, on a seasonal basis. Next, and I've known this, pineapple, excellent, no worries. Onions, no problem. Papaya, no problem, although I've heard they are beginning to have a papaya problem if they came from Hawaii. Sweet peas, interestingly enough, the sweet peas that are frozen are much, much more likely to be pesticide-free than fresh sweet peas, which I found interesting. Asparagus, honeydew melons, my kind of a new favorite to me, kiwi, uh, almost all cabbages, you take the few shucks off the outside and they're pretty clean. Mushrooms right now are not on the list at all. I eat a lot of mushrooms. Mango, sweet potatoes, watermelon, and finally that's on the clean 15 for the first time, interestingly enough, is carrots. One thing I should mention, just so you'll know why I stick to the clean 15, is that 65% of the clean 15 fruit and vegetable samples had no detectable pesticide or herbicide residues. To kind of tie this up, as I mentioned before, uh, up at the top of the list, avocados and sweet corn were the cleanest produce. Less than 2% of the samples had any detectable pesticide or herbicide. Just over 10% of the clean 15 fruits and vegetable samples had residues of no more than two pesticides. No sample from the first six clean 15 items tested positive for any detectable amount of pesticide. This is a final note, folks. I'm 70-some years old. When I was young, we didn't have this problem. It just didn't exist. 
but you got kids that have been born in the last 10 years, and after that, they're living with it every day of their lives if you're not buying organic food. So what is it going to do to them in 10, 20, 30 years? I don't think we really have uh, the kind of knowledge we need to see what long-term exposure at low levels do to the health of our animals or our children or ourselves. The tests for these pesticides and herbicides are usually in total amounts. So they see, well, how much does it take to be harmful to you? And they back off a given amount and say, this is safe, generally recognized as safe. But that does not, in that test, show anything about what's going to happen if you eat just a little bit. Let's make up something really weird. Let's say you just have a tiny bit of arsenic in your water every day for your life. Yeah, one exposure is probably not dangerous, but what does it do after 30 years? Well, that's just something to consider that we really don't have an answer for. Thanks for sticking with this thing. I hope you've learned a lot. Always you can go and look up ewg.org and get your own list. Take it with you if you don't remember it and go shopping. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters. <music>